I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Welcome to Self Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hello, self-helpful listeners. This is a peak wellness episode where we seek to strengthen our bodies, our foundations, and build our lives on top of them. In this episode, how to make peace with food and your eating habits. I'm continuing on with the question listeners answered about what health issue they'd most like a magic pill for. And we had so many responses about food issues. People shared they'd want help enjoying healthier food help not wanting to eat so much, help losing weight. What we kick off the show with is the stark reality that food is our number one drug and we can't quit it. It is so much more powerful and problematic than we understand. Truthfully, this episode is possibly top of the list of importance regarding our quest for better health and wellness. We want to be able to enjoy our food, not be scared of or feel guilty about it or suffer from it. So still on this magic pill question that we ask, you know, if you had a magic pill to cure anything, what would it be? And so, so many people, and I'm going to read, I'm going to have us read through some of them, uh, cited food issues. But before we get into their comments and start uh, responding, I just want to hear that thing that you and I talk about so often that here we are talking about so often screens, you know, screens as parents, it's such a big thing right now with the youth. Mm. They're, they're doing their screens they're getting their dopamine hit, right? Simon Sinek did that video that went viral on millennials and how they're getting that dopamine hit. And, you know, we got kids who now don't even have the patience to watch a movie because it's not as quick as the you know, memes or the social media or whatever that, uh, it's, but it's a drug. When we look at that, go, Oh, you know, it's a drug. Okay. That's my premise in the same, but food, food is our number one drug. Yeah. And it's legal and you can't stop it. Right. You can't, you can stop a screen, but you can't stop. Think of any addiction, literally any, any drug. What, what drug can you not stop? You know, if it's meth or alcohol or whatever, another sex, you don't actually have to have it. Right. I've never right. contemplated not, but you don't have, I mean, there's, there's nothing that you can't, I mean, you can do away with just about anything, 
But from a drug standpoint, food, we're stuck. We have to have it. And it is our number one drug. And we here in America are killing ourselves. Yeah. I mean, if we took away the dopamine hit of food, it would probably cure most of our five trillion, five trillion are we at now? Healthcare, you know, issue. Yeah. We are so led by our appetites. I, I am too. We talk yeah, about that. Yeah. We are too. We're not sitting here saying we're not. But my gosh, no, no doubt. I mean, if I could have a magic pill, and so that's what people cited and we'll get into, and they're saying, you know, can't if I could just eat correctly, because it's so hard because my taste buds yeah. and I mean, what are they? I mean, they get, so we put something on our, actually, it's more than that. Just the thought of food gives me a little dopamine hit <laughs> yeah, I keep, well, right now. <laughs> and I keep saying dopamine, but I mean, there's, you know, there's what, there's five different chemicals that feel good chemicals or something like that. I would say it's even more complex than that, right? right. You're not going to distill all of human thought and feeling and mood and mindfulness to five chemicals, right? Like, like even in my webinar, when we're introducing people to the concept of food and what is food for, we throw up a slide and it says, well, it's for, you know, you could just straight up biochemistry, whatever food does in your body and protein and whatever else. I'd say, number one, it's, it's a gift of enjoyment, a social connection point that, I mean, we could debate about, you know, what is the number one thing about food? Well, to keep you alive. Well, okay, but if life is just, you know, being alive in a concentration camp, you know, they yeah. had food too. So it, it's, it's so complex. Well, it's, let me play around with the drugs though. What if we think okay. about, it, I wake up in the morning, I've been, I've just been dwelling on this. I wake up in the morning and my first and continual thought is, I know this sounds bad, but go, it's pleasing myself. It's what, what's you know going to inspire me? What's going to, what am I going to enjoy? And hopefully it's my devo getting up early and devotions. And, and those are good things. Those are good but it's still an appetite. It's well, still feeding something in you. I know, but you cultivated that appetite. I, you, nobody is born naturally doing devotion. I elevated the appetite to a life giving instead of a life taking away appetite. But I am still, thank God, uh, I get. Okay, this I think we're hitting on what Piper calls, John Piper calls Christian hedonism. Okay. All right. So hedonistic, right, is is a very negative word, and it's built around filling your appetites in a very, you know, worldly, uh, dangerous kind of a way. And he f turns it on his head and says, and it, you know, his 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 phrase that he always says is, "God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him." God is our relationship with God is filling an appetite. So yes. that's what I'm saying. So, is, so, so, okay, but that's a good satisfaction. That's, a, that's, a, that's okay, great. Okay, okay. But and we the, want to cultivate that appetite. Yeah. But, but as opposed to, if you're going to use the Christianese aspect as dying to self, which I know it's in the Bible, it's impossible. But that's, we, that's, that's my point to, to but pull out the, turn it on its head. Okay, turn it on its head. Because when Jesus said that, he said, if you seek to find your life, you'll lose it. But if you... Yeah. Right. So at I, the it, it gets turned on its head. So wait a minute. You're saying the true way to fulfill my absolute worldly fleshly appetite is to die to self. I, because I then I truly live. Oh, I know. <laughs> and that's where I feel like it's impossible. What well, we, the same thing happens with food. That that's it. Yeah. And I this is such a rich, deep topic. Mm -hmm. uh, and in church, we were just going through John four, five and six. And it's, you know, the whole, you know, Jesus 
referring to manna in the desert. And then he says, unless you eat me. Yeah. Well, that and then a, most of his disciples left. He said, this is a hard saying. You're crazy. We're, we're out of here. You're a loon. You're a loon. Yeah. And I mean, of course, he didn't mean eat my finger. Yeah. And but then the the bringing in of the, the eating of fasting, right? Like we, we play with these words all the time right. where, Kevin, you have not satisfied your appetite for the biochemistry that you can only get with fasting. You are starving to death for fasting. Okay. And I'm saying that even when you're fasting, as you have grown. Am I satisfying an appetite? Well, but you have grown a relationship with fasting to now it's giving you another, it's giving you another. Another dopamine, dopamine hit. hit somewhere. Shame on me. Shame on me. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. It's not. But, but can we upgrade our dopamine hit to a life? I can get dopamine from, uh, I, I can be a, a serial killer and, and get my dopamine from, yeah. from uh -huh. giving death. Yes. Or. I can be over here going, okay, I still want dopamine, but I'm going to be Gandhi. Give life. I'm going to give yeah. life. Yeah. So in that, you know, with food, I mean, we are going to get something out of it. Even Yeah. Even the thought of it is to me at night, especially it's celebratory. It's family yeah. and music. And that, I'm not even thinking about the taste buds. I'm just the, just the event. So the, yeah, there we go. So we have we all go. this dopamine around. So no wonder it is, it is and always will be a struggle to some degree. Absolutely. Yes. And so to all, everything that people yes. are putting out here, man, I get it. It's, I am, I struggle with shame, I think, for how much I do think about what I'm going to put in my mouth from tea that I'm trying to upgrade to, <laughs> you know, tea, uh -huh. coffee. I don't get a whole lot of water. That's just such a must thing for me, but I, I do it. I, I actually, Mar Marcy shamed me. Yeah. Well, in a loving way. Can you, can you do that? Cause I bought some Topo Chico. Never heard of it. Topo Chico. Huh. is a uh yeah you had a topo chico with me when we were in san antonio uh with our our friends down there and uh it was it's uh bubbly water it's from uh -oh. a, a a mineral a spring in mexico okay and so topo chico and you know it's perrier perrier from france topo chico yeah. and anyway kind of pricey or whatever else but i like it with the lime and you know mm -hmm. i'm not doing as much wine and and trying to upgrade my appetites, right? Where I'm choosing to be more satisfied with a mineral water. Yeah. Um, but you can't just go around drinking gallons of mineral water at, you know, it's more expensive than, it's just like wine practically. So anyway, you doing tea, I'm trying to do Topo Chico. We're, we're, well, we're we not, got, I told you we got soda stream. Yeah. It's work. Well, I'm, I'm debating impressed. on, well, it, but it's just carbonation. You're not yeah. getting mineral water. No, you could buy still mineral water and then carbonate it. Yeah, there's there's some value. To I mean, the at this point for, for our family, it's just it keeps us from buying. Oh, my gosh. Cans Perrier, yeah. and cans and cans of, <laughs> of LaCroix seltzer and, water yeah. and, and just the, you know, the, the well, waste so of that. We're where you were last year of playing around with LaCroix and Perrier and, and those kind of things to you know, get the kids to not want some kind of sweet, whatever drink. It's like, yeah. okay, it's like the hint lady, you know, mm -hmm. we're kind of bored with water. Well, let's, let's not go to Coke. Let's not go to, they like Stevia, Zevia, you know, There's Coke with yeah. Zevia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Um, so anyway, we got off track there on water. Well, well I never look forward to water. You're I right. I don't look forward to water, <laughs> but I mean, pretty much everything I'm thinking about. But hang on. What? I bet you have never been a full day without water. No. Okay. Imagine fasting of water yeah, and imagine, hard. remember that movie of the guy that got his arm chopped off yeah. in the desert. And when he just found that water, that mud puddle and yeah. dumped his face into it. I've never been that. 
he was looking forward to water. Yeah. So we've never been, and there, there again, if you lived in the desert, if you lived in a culture where water was scarce, then imagine the addictiveness or drugginess of water. Yeah. But we live in a culture where it's not scarce. I was going to say, there's nothing. Was, nothing I, is scarce. Nothing is scarce. So, oh we're, God, we're please bring us scarcity. We're up here at ninety, <laughs> or, or we're at the office here. We're oxygen 80, is scarce. Yeah, oxygen is scarce. <laughs> Eighty five hundred feet above sea level, up in the Rockies, in this little town that has what thirty five hundred households or something like that. Yeah almost nothing we can't get our hands on even though it may be lower quality uh depending on the but item we still don't have to go down to a real city i can go get a blueberry ever. i can get sushi you can i can get, get organic get, blueberries up here really i can get all year i mean again there it is anything and so here i am and unlike my grandparents and great-grandparents no, yeah. who they didn't have to worry about this because in the morning there's dude there's some grain a little milk <laughs> from bessie and, uh, and you got to cook the grain for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And now here we are. So well, so uh, I, let's run through some uh, Sally Stone King. She says, I want a magic pill to make me like healthy foods. <laughs> okay. I get that. My first thought though, is my experience, even as a kid was when you think of healthy foods, you think they don't taste as well because people make it so bland. Well, yeah. When she said that, my first thought was, oh, okay, what's healthy? Well, what's healthy. Yeah. Okay. But, but going to that, if you're used to obviously fast food, if you're used to processed food, if you're used to, you know, just eating out Mexican food, Italian food, whatever, and then you go have the healthy meal, it means you go get a potato, cardboard, bland, uh, some right. chicken and plain broccoli, plain bro yeah, whatever. And oh my gosh, how boring is that? And if you're not it's, looking food for it. It's her equivalent of water. Yeah, exactly. Plain old water. Okay. Now that said, you and I had, I mean, last night we had all from scratch stir fry. So we had, uh, we did too. Did you? Brown mm -hmm. rice, you know, stir fry vegetables, uh, broccoli and peppers. And uh, I don't even know. We, what's did, we actually, uh, I'm putting yes. Brussels sprouts in stir fry. Oh, I did too. <laughs> I did too. And then we did one with tofu for the vegans mm -hmm. and one with little shrimp for the non-vegans just to do. And then we used a, uh, I used a peanut Thai sauce. Uh, yeah, we did a, a soy based with um, the oil that the sesame oil. Yeah. Um, and here it's interesting that you bring that up because last night, you know, I have been really striving. So I'm doing one meal a day for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So one meal a day and uh, and then just distinctly I to trying to cut you know, less carbs and, uh, you know, rice, I would just have a, a, a mound of rice on, on a stir fry. So I'm having a normal helping of rice and a mound of vegetables. Yeah. So we, we, we essentially doubled our vegetables for my sake. And Sagan last night, my son said, he just turned his nose up at me because my plate looked like only vegetables. Mm -hmm. He's like, why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, dad? <laughs> It, it, I'm like, oh, it just was, I was crestfallen because, you know, over there I, I had to bribe him. In fact, last night I, it was a punishment kind of a thing of, you know, you didn't eat your bread, you bet your, you didn't eat your vegetables. So of course we're not having dessert. Yeah. And, or you're going to enjoy those for breakfast. <laughs> that was, that was what we did a lot. Well, but okay. But uh, granted with kids stuff, but for the average adult, like for, for Sally right here, I mean, that, I always wonder how, I mean, you and I also, let me ask you this. Do you think of yourself, you, you have titles in your life. You're a doctor, <laughs> you're a husband, 
you're a father, you're an athlete, you're uh we talked about that. We did a show mm-hmm. on athlete, but I you mean, see yourself. If, yeah. yeah, but but you've been a lifetime athlete. Yada yada. Do you think of yourself have you ever said I'm a cook? Uh yes, I do. Yeah, okay. And but it's funny because Marcy would not she would say, No, you don't. But my kids but think I you make my as, kids think you make the best oatmeal on yeah, the planet. Yeah, that's right. I, I earned another title. <laughs> all that you do. And and every night you're telling me, Yeah, we did, you know, poke poke bowl, what do you call that? You know, uh, the poke. Uh, the pokeball uh, whatever <laughs> you do that or you do stir fry or you do steak or i mean you know how to grill steak you know how yeah. to do salmon i mean so if i give you ingredients you know how to make a good tasting healthy meal but you may not think of your but man on the average because that's one of the things that people talk about i mean that's why they have the meal delivery companies that are wanting to advertise right. on my show blue apron and health because people uh, just don't know how to do uh, it green chef and yada yada because it's they don't know how where do they learn to cook um, so that, you know, so, so if to eat healthy food and to eat it, well, you can do that. You can pay out the wazoo. That is an option yep. and get blue apron or, or I have another one that I think I'm getting ready to, to promote. Uh, you can do that. It costs a lot. And for my family, they just, it's hard to get uh, enough food or you make the, I was gonna say the sacrifice, the investment. Yeah. And you learn how to cook so I can come home. I bet like you can, you guys even plan ahead, but I can come home. And in 30, 45 minutes, man, just even not knowing, I'd look around and go, I don't make something. We got veggies. We got some kind of a protein. We got some kind of a well, carb. Let me ask you this. Okay. So Sally might say, yeah, I never did that. Or I, you know, I just, my, my life evolved into this fast food or eating out kind of thing. Have you taught Ian how to do that? Your 16 year old son? Would he uh, know how? No, vaguely. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are, and in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier, and Air Doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee so if you don't love it just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN and depending on the model you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks. 
exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all, and Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they're hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. They, I mean, does, we do have them wait, help does, once in a while, but do your olders know how? Yeah, well, that's not fair. I mean, the girls have been out. My, I got girls who are killer. Does Caleb? No, <laughs> no. By, would, by himself, he's going to eat just. If you didn't push it, would your fifteen and sixteen-year-old would they be knowing how? No. So we've instituted, hey, it's it's your meal night. Yeah. We we try well, we're not really instituted. We did we're and starting. We fell off. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, he always chooses, you know, oh, uh mac and cheese or whatever. Yeah. So I, I I need I want to I want to but more if you leave it up to them. Yeah. They will not choose what we are going to call. No, they will go get a piece of bread and uh, tuna or peanut Peanut butter. butter But I would too then. I mean, obviously you got to grow into the mode, you know, there's a coming of age of that. But it, but it used to be normal. It used to be more women. And my friends, you know, in 12, 13, 14, 15, girls would often say, I have to go home and make dinner. That's my chore. I'm going home to make dinner. Huh. And I always thought like, oh yeah, you're a girl. Yeah. Like, like we didn't do that. And you got to go help dad in the garage. And I might have to go whatever. mow the lawn. Right. Yeah. And, but now I don't, nobody, uh-uh. it, it's not a, it's, I mean, granted, I didn't know. Well, here, you know, I will give you this, or I, I, I feel like I was not taught how to cook as a kid, but I had I a not. mom who did invest and she was a good cook. She made good food. And yeah. when I went to somebody else's house, I realized, oh, not everybody's mom or dad or whatever. <laughs> that that knows was my it. story too. My dad yeah. didn't cook, never did, you know, as part of that generation. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, then I became a kid, uh, an adult and I realized, yeah, I bland. I mean, I knew about healthy food. I knew that that doesn't taste good. So I did learn. So I took yeah. it upon myself. I'm grateful for the exposure to good tasting, healthy yeah. food. So I didn't have that feeling because that's what we think of. There's a lot of America, especially who thinks, well, 
here's what I like and oh, here's healthy food. That's good. Yeah. Healthy food is water. Yeah. So I would say that's, so my biggest thing on that was learn how to make it well. And that made me in a life adjustment of, I mean, here you are uh, as a doctor with your busy practice, me with multiple businesses and, you know, truckloads of kids and whatever, but we still patterned our lives around the margin to grocery shop, cook, learn how to cook and do it every that's, single that's day, right. every single day. Just like everybody out there and Sally, and we often kind of joke around about this and we would say, you know, you've, she say, oh, well, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough know-how. And to every human, every American human, I would, we can say you pattern your life over every single day. You don't forget to put your clothes on. Yeah. You don't forget to have an awareness of how to drive. And it's a mess. You, you put it in as a have to. Mm-hmm. So then you do it. And you and I did that with food, with our families. It's whatever you, you know, is important enough to you, you make That's a, right. you make a party. Now we're supposed to sit here as personal development experts and say that in a chastising way, though. I'm sure if I went to uh, and talked with Sally, Wait, we're supposed to say it chastising. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put your chastise tone <laughs> okay. in there. Um, but I guarantee there's something in her life where she She's has got health. A good reason. That, well, no, where she has health that I don't. Oh. And well, I would she, say, oh, her I would, clothes are way better than your clothes. She's got a budget <laughs> <laughs> and she saves money and, you know, whatever and over here. And she, yeah. and I'm saying, oh man, I just don't have time to deal with this. Well, Kevin, whatever you make it's important, important to you. you have, so we all have our stuff. So, but that is a, a big True. one. Hey, here's another Christine Apple. She says, uh, I'd have a magic pill to only eat for the nourishment my body needs for today, not next year. Stop eating for emotional reasons. Um, and somebody else said, oh, Jessica Grammer says my willpower to not overindulge um oh, emotion man, yeah. I, I was going to hit off with with emotional reasons i mean we're back to where we started with how much of food is oh my God, it's it's again i don't even know i say it's a drug it's, i'd say maybe it's one of the most emotionally charged good and bad you and i tend to think of it as good my wife uh and she's been outspoken about this uh she grew up with the eating disorders she was a dancer and they got looked at and judged you know you're too fat get off the stage whatever uh so she has all these negative emotions and we see that positive negative whatever but just the reality of it is there anything that has so many emotions around it yeah when we think about food and think about you know celebration or stress how many kids were sat at the table every night to have dad chastise the heck out of them verbally abused i mean they hate mealtime and now i mean we've got kids they never want to sit at a dinner table because it was hell and i we you see that on on tv all the time you know the family dinner and it's chaos Mm -hmm. and you know fear and or or or, or kids that are misbehaved or sure slopping around right i see that at the restaurants man i Uh, yeah it's one of it's another reason i don't go we don't go to restaurants much is because invariably some kid's going to be over here climbing on the chandeliers i just it's not worth the stress that it does for me and and we we comment on i comment on that a lot for people with not eating disorders per se down the psychological side but the physiologic eating disorder that if you're at a table of of stress with somebody you you in the moment don't love and are not looking forward to this and there's not the positive emotional side yeah. the signal or if you know distant and aggressive dad is over here pounding on the table about whatever he's griping about the signal to that oh eight-year-old is not one of digestion it's right and so if you go to the extremes fight or flight fear faint mm-hmm. 
fail. And over here, the opposite of that is rest and digest. And uh, the, the, so the, that, that biochemical reality, so many people, when, they're, when we're in the clinic talking about gassy, bloated, constipation, yeah. diarrhea, whatever the issue there, it's, it is related to what you eat, but it's also related to the context yeah. that it's eaten in. So back to her emotions, the both, the, the both is like you and I, I'm already looking forward to dinner, not because I stuff my face with a, a whatever, but just the everythingness of it's it. It's just the end of the day and family and, you know, it's just, it's goodness. Thank God. Thank uh, God. I, absolutely. And I'm, and, and I, it's, 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 I'm sort of passionate about this because we are teaching adults, 30, 40 year old people, they don't know how to set a table. I don't mean knives and forks. I mean, ambiance. Yeah. And do you remember the French paradox? Yeah. Which still exists, right? So here's the French who live longer with less hypertension, less problems, and they're eating foie gras and a bottle of wine every night and all this. And my daughter was over there. She says, oh my gosh, it's like 10 o'clock and we're just getting ready to eat. Right. And it's French bread, the whitest white bread you could ever eat. And And they don't have wine and cheese and yeah. And why is that and it is a, a paradox but the the theory is well it's the it's the ambiance it would not be interesting it'd be an interesting you know long-term study of here's a family with music like we do music and mm-hmm. candles and laughter and encouragement at the table and a fire and 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 all this stuff eating mediocre fare maybe even bad processed over here perfect food and stress and anxiety and worry. Orthorexia. Yeah. Like perfect food for people that are worried about yeah. not eating yeah. imperfect or food. Or just a toxic environment and to see oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the difference. It's like that old meme of that we talk about where it showed the, the, the late two ladies, both yeah. in their 50s. One's the vegan, whatever, looks like she's 80. And the other one looks like she's 30. And she's like the chocolate yeah. lady. I yeah. can't remember what chocolate it was. Some famous person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, so yeah, to look at the emotion, that'd be a great exercise or not exercise, just a pondering thing for everybody listening to think, how have the emotions around food, how, what have you been exposed to from your childhood? What was it like then? What was it? I mean, oh my God, we talk about that a lot. My youngest, uh, you know, adopted, mm-hmm. we just went through her story with her and where she was uh, initially left without food. As far as an infant, mm-hmm. she'd be left in a car seat. She was neglected for nobody knows how long with nothing, crying in a soiled diaper, no food at all, hungry. And then ends up where she was neglected again in a more, in a better environment, still neglected and left with chocolate milk and uh, saltine crackers at all uh, 24 hours a day. I mean, the, the stuff around, it's just, I have, we'll, we'll never. It's gonna be a long time before we even know what emotions she has around, you know, food. But I mean, to think about what were the emotions around food, probably from your upbringing is probably the biggest one, biggest programming. And then how have they been? And of course, now we all know the idea of the comfort food at night Mm -hmm. or the comfort food when you're sad or the, for me, it's every day is a celebration. There's always something to celebrate. Let's have, you know, fun food, but it's always these emotions. I, I noticed it in my kids, the comfort food when you're bored. Yeah. I mean, we hit the afternoon. They just got done playing with something. We're transitioning to something else. And they say, can I have signs? If we had been doing 10 other lists of whatever things, you would not have thought about food. You're not hungry. And then we go into the battle of snacks. You know, the one that I hate is if you give in and say, okay, it's Saturday. You know what? Just have screens as much as you want. They won't eat. 
No, no, they won't eat. They'll be up there playing their stuff, you know, playing together and laughing. It's great. But then they won't eat. And then of course you say, you know, Hey, do some chores or read a book or whatever. (laughs) They can't do it. I'm I'm hungry and they're perusing around. Yeah. So man, there's so much. I mean, we can't do justice to emotions. We we can't, but for Sally, what she meant there was the emotional eating or somebody said the emotional eating. And I, and I think on the medical side there and what our conversation is doing is give, don't shut that down give vent to it and retrain that's what we're reach to, to to the positive emotions yeah like you and i have always said holy cow i i hated vegetables growing up and mustard and these things and i'm just amazed at how much i enjoy them and and that was cultivated and now i'm grateful for that but if i shifted over and went back to mcdonald's and fast food and msg and whatever else i i i would lose it you know you uh, and so when where people are at you've got to start somewhere you've got to start but it, it it isn't it's so hard to just shut that emotional piece down yeah and what i think we're saying is take a different tack maybe and open up the positive like like we're trying to do around water or like you're trying to do around tea i'm really trying to like tea yeah and Okay, you start somewhere. Well, and this gets into, you know, because I, I sometimes just struggle with the hoodoo guru uh, or, that you can get around. It's like meditating around mm-hmm. your food and what, and I'm like, come on, give me a break. But then I watch, I, I'm really doing it. I mean, we, I mean, you and I, uh, mo- we haven't done it in a while. Most afternoons, though, we're going to get our food, go sit on the deck. And I love that. And it's like a ceremonial deep breath there's the mountain you know how you doing what's happened what happened over the weekend whatever um and then you know dinner time is that but yeah what are the you know what are the triggers for the emotional eating i think i i just like the idea of of discerning what is what are your emotions routing eating overall what have they been historically what are they today and then looking at what you want them to be you know Kevin, when you when you say that, it's it's deeper than you think. Remember when we had um, the Muse lady, uh, uh, Ariel, uh, Ariel Garten, right, and, founder of Muse, and and her whole point because you said, oh right, yeah, right, it's it's, it's 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 simply the recognition yeah. of my desire of instead of mindlessly shoving something in your mouth because of yeah. you, you you recognize even if you are emotionally eating well recognition is number one recognition yeah i I, and i asked her i said okay so i'm thinking about if i'm going to meditate during the day should i think about you know should i do it when i'm thinking i i've happened to be i realize i'm anxious and i should do it then or should i wait till i'm more calm and she said thank god you're even thinking about it right score one score one that you recognize an an anxious moment yeah that you don't just pell-mell plow through the day and and of course we're conscientious of law and 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 those kind of things but where people are mindless is in and i would i would say the snacks right we we just raise our kid with this mindless snacking and of course they're going to become a snacker and in our our fast club you know where we've got people who are doing the fast thing yeah and and even one, you know, these guys are over 70 and I said, Hey, you know, snacks don't exist. Like the snacks, not a word. And he, he was like, yes, it is. <laughs> Stop that. It, it's okay. But the, now he can never, ever again for the rest of his life, 
say that he's never contemplated the idea of yeah. no snacks. He's going to he's going to either <laughs> have something healthy or he's just going to now you just made it worse cuz now he's just going to feel guilty for his snacks <laughs> and you just made his life worse which is, that happens. I mean that literally that, happens where sometimes, you start. sometimes our awareness is is like I wish I did the the uh it's the matrix the um Ignorance is bliss. Hey, we call it the bliss abyss. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, with, <laughs> I'd rather live in the bliss abyss. I'll say that, with, yeah, with food. I've gotten to the point where, yeah, my body's efficient. I, I want to enjoy my food. If I'm on the run and I just airport, gonna, I'm not going to eat. It's <laughs> you and I. We, yeah, we had the. Did, at did, that San Antonio trip, we ate a donut or something, remember? Well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I took advantage of that. It was fun. Got up my coffee and whatever. But yeah, the thing I, when I see people just mindlessly eating in the car or whatever, I, think, oh, man, I, enjoy, I do enjoy food more than that. So I have no use for the energy stuff and the power bars and the... Right. No, I don't whatever. want a quick energy fix. I want to wait. I'm like, why would I ruin my dinner? Yeah. I've done that so often. Hey, you want this snack or this? Oh man, I want to save it for... Hunger is I'm the best for, cook. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Well, so uh, you mentioned, I just wanted to... It was episode 45 with Ariel Garten. Yeah. She is the uh, founder of Muse and it was yeah just a good show on on multiple levels. But you know, I wanted to look too at the, of course we always talk about him, Dr. Benjamin Hardy and willpower doesn't work. You know, again, to look at the emotions of when do you succumb to what Christine or Jessica are saying, is this emotional eating? Is it the late night TV? Well, absolutely. what do you do? I mean, cut out TV um, or can you upgrade it? And you know, the first thing is get out, get, get rid of the things that you indulge in. So you're hungry and all you got some celery and we'll knock yourself out. I mean, I know it stinks, but you know, for me last night I did that. I had, I had a really long, fairly uh, full day last night and I plopped down on the couch and I did want something. I had a handful of chocolate covered, dark chocolate covered almonds. So it was a little sugar content and then just had some nuts, some salted nuts. Might've been better if I didn't have anything, but I was emotionally eating. Thank goodness for elevating that to something better than a, Bag of M and M's, bowl of ice cream, and yeah. something's going to wreck my sleep, and you know, yada yada. So to to look at that and maybe do a uh, going back to a fast, but a fast from X. I, I am so benefited. I just recently did one with alcohol, so many days without it. It just kind of reprogrammed my. It doesn't mean that I don't want it again, mm-hmm. but it just kind of reprogrammed. Going, I don't have to have this, mm-hmm. and and I did replace it. I did a lot of soda stream with lime and we got these little flavoring things and whatever. And even if it's not a perfect substitution, if it just elevates it a little bit. That's interesting. Uh, I don't know if I told you, but I did that too. So as we're doing our fast club, um, inviting people into this in a camaraderie kind of a way. And so I don't need to lose 50 pounds like they do. And I'm doing one meal a day and they're doing a different kind of thing. But for me, the biggest thing for January, February, March was, was not doing wine. And, and I just took a different tack this time and we had a ski trip and a birthday and whatever. So there was a month of not, and then there was a weekend of, of, of having wine and what you just said really hit with me. I noticed as we were getting into the month, I, I don't have to have that. The dinner is still looking, it's still joyful, it's still event, it's still this other stuff. We play around with the bubbly water. And, but in order to get there, it was going through the decision 
and the frustration process of, ugh, I just want it. I just, what's wrong with this? It's my own little vice. It's my own little, yeah. you know, and, and for me to protect wine, I am, oh, and here's the other thing I did notice. I don't think I shared this with you, but we, we were playing around with our watches and the sleep thing and the oxygenation and all of that. So now twice I have proven, and you can see it even that one weekend, it, so my sleep grade without wine, and the other thing that I was doing uh, is way less carbs, like we talked about. Yeah. And so I make now, we used to make three cups of rice, and now we make one and a quarter. Wow. And in the bottom of the rice maker, it's like, oh my gosh, is there enough rice in there? And if I don't, if I eat last, <laughs> if everybody else gets their fill and I just have a normal helping, and it's just not there, I can't, I can't do it. So less carb, less full and yeah. no wine. And the, my sleep grades are 20% better wow. from not bad to I'm getting in the nineties on, on that thing. And, and so there's, there's that feedback motivation of seeing the pattern of it and seeing the, the willpower of for that one, just don't buy it. Yeah. Just don't buy it. I had Marcy, she was at, uh, uh, Costco, which has, you know, good wine now. And I said, yeah, get, get a Cabernet, but don't tell me where it is. Just, <laughs> just stick it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it feels, it feels, it feels bad to talk that way about wine because it, it, wine is one of those things that many people it's destroyed them. Right. But it, so many people out there are talking that way about, but it's just fast food. I don't have time to, or sugar is the number one drug in the world. Well, and, and their little sweet tooth. Well, let's say that, that was the next one. To, uh, uh, gosh, Jody, Judy Hicks, stop craving sugar. Mm. I mean, that's got to be. We are in a, that's one where we, we want to think everybody knows, but I think we don't know how much sugar. I'll tell you one of the best things to do there just for awareness is to do a sugar fast. It changed my life. I did one eons ago because I was just, man, pounding. I was still racing bikes and did it. That's what got me drinking black coffee finally uh, is because I used to put sugar in there, but I just wasn't aware. And if you're eating anything processed, anything that comes in a package or a box, you've got to be militant to look at the sugar content. And it'll blow you away to see, especially we talked about this last show, I think the healthy foods that have such a high sugar content and in the health, the uh, in quotes, the health food industry is some of the worst because they're looking for anything that they can put any kind of a health badge on and then with, load it with sugar so with it tastes taste, good. Yeah. yeah, sugar or even even the other sweeteners. And there's, gosh, you know the show that I did with, um, no, that we did with, uh, uh, she was I was on T, um, a D, a D. Which let me see what number that was. We did the one on T with uh, a D Arizini. She's uh, Teamy Blends a T. It was episode fifty seven, and her talking about she's one of the biggest gut culprits is soda, both kinds, sugar or diet and that it, it finally convinced me because we had been doing that was kind of a treat is diet soda because mm -hmm. i didn't like the sugar and she's saying it just it doesn't you know it, both evils and we did away uh we we did away with that but we just want that sweet taste talk about an addiction and a drug that that that's what i was just going to bring up that somebody says oh i have a sugar craving and so two points to make there is yes, craving is the right word and the emotional connection, but also, especially as we say, well, just do a sugar elimination. 
it is an addictive uh, physiology that is equivalent to, to cocaine. And people argue maybe even more so or, uh, but it to acknowledge the difficulty of it, the, the radical, real addiction of it, um, and and maybe even harder because it's not illegal; it's accepted. That's, yeah. And here, here, my story that I I like is my brother. Uh, years ago, I oh gosh, well over a decade now. But I used to say, I don't have a sweet tooth, man. I have a sweet belly. It's a way beyond a sweet tooth. I, I could just, there's nobody could pound a high amounts of sugar like I could. And at the time, I remember him one time saying, man, I, it's, it's weird. You know, we're brothers, but I just don't have that. Well, he was an alcoholic. He was killing himself. He ended up in the hospital with his, wow. what is his pancreas shut down? Yeah. Is that right? mm-hmm. uh, and uh, alcohol, now he's been sober for the decade or more, more than that. And uh, during now that he's sober, he says, uh, yeah, I got a sweet tooth. I mean, it comes and and I, I switched with him, uh, didn't become an alcoholic, <laughs> but I started drinking alcohol. I never had and realized, ah, I don't have as much craving for, you know, the sugar. I did, it's all sugar. Yeah, yeah, so I'm still sugar content. Yeah, exactly. And you and I, man, I, I mean, I never finish lunch or dinner without the expectation in my head going ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm now I'm going to do dark chocolate. Not that much, not that much sugar, but it's still, I am I was back to my beginning. I'm still getting the dopamine hit. Yeah. I'm still looking for the hit. I've elevated my appetite, Yeah, but I am, but yeah, back to sugar. That is, I, I think what you said, probably the most, the most, is there, if we were to take away one drug, one yeah. food, I would take away sugar before yeah. alcohol, meth cocaine yeah. uh you know we're, yeah. we're all worried about that 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 can that argument can be strongly made that if we were a morally consistent people we would have to outlaw sugar we would have the candy aisle yeah uh behind the counter that, well, that's right or only over 18 show your driver's license all this other kind of stuff um and i think we said last time you know if another country dropped you know, unaware is the kind of food that we're feeding our kids and that we're feeding, we, we would declare war. It's mm-hmm. an act of war. And so our, our culture, and I don't want to blame business. I don't want to blame whatever, because you know, like you don't have to buy it. But it's commerce, man. If I got a food company and get you to eat more with sugar, is that immoral? Not really. No, You're no. the one choosing to do it. Right. Okay. And Peter Atia says it like this. I think it's a good awareness too, that if you optimize food production for uh, cost, longevity, mm-hmm. convenience, you have the standard American diet. Yeah. And back in the 19, when, when, so the great shift in all of this occurred over the, the shift of World War One, World War II, Great Depression. Pre-World War One, it was 70 plus percent agrarian. People had cows and farms and, and gardens. And post-World War II, 50s and all that, it's now quickly going to hardly any agrarian. And uh, the shift in the culture, and and at that time they they had this giant war making machine, and they optimized for we got to get out of the depression, and we optimized for cost, convenience, and logistics, travel, to get blueberries at eight thousand feet. Back when I was a kid in the nineteen seventies, there was uh, we we moved to Germany. My dad, you they didn't have peanut butter. I mean, imagine that. Just there, we would go. It's immoral. It's immoral. And that's exactly how people thought. So they optimized for logistics and got cheap peanut butter all over the world. 
And now if you went around and, and, and we actually do to, because that was jiffy and whatever else, and it had to not spoil and you don't want the oil to rise to the top and it had a lot of sugar in it. And so now we've immorally put in these other things into quote unquote peanut butter that is now harming people. Yeah. But to get out of that, you de-optimize number one cost. Yeah. And convenience. We just talked about that. People say, you mean you my, make my your food My kids had peanut day? butter. I don't know where it came into the house. And they opened up and said, there's no oil on top. What's wrong with this? That's all they're, <laughs> that's all that's they're funny. used to. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and we made, matter of fact, we made stir fry last night and I did peanut Thai so- sauce and I used the peanut oil that we pour off some of the top of our of, of natural, yeah, natural peanut butter. You know, one, it's funny though. I, I want to hit on uh, what you said about you know, another place outside of America. When I moved to Holland, mm-hmm. uh, racing bikes, went over there the first meal and you sit down and here's the meal. And it's this little bitty, it's like a shot glass. That's my water glass. <laughs> and like, this is dumb. we literally, cause I was so arrogant and uncoachable at the time we had cups. We went and found big cups somewhere at a thrift store, or whatever, big old cups and brought them and set them down. We're Americans. We're a big cup of water or soda or milk or whatever. And they're like, what are you talking about? You don't dread to lose your it's, digestion. It's, a, and it's so unhealthy. Yeah. Like, you guys don't know. You guys don't know. You know, I, I thought for, for all this on food, you know, and I know that this is a struggle for people. And again, they're going to talk about time and effort and know-how and I get it. And it's not fair for us. We have the privilege of having been exposed to this from, for a long time to where now we got big families and businesses and whatever. And we have figured out. I was going to say, you and I have worked tens of years to get to the point to where we have home cooked healthy food you know every single day that's not the norm a lot of people didn't grow up with that it's a handicap we could say yeah but to to get into the idea of instead of thinking i'm not going to eat sugar i'm not going to i'm going to you know deprive myself of all this stuff just to think can you how can you start taking steps and buying if you can do it all in one fell swoop great if you need to do baby steps but trying not to buy any pre-made or processed food. You buy whole ingredients and you have to make everything. I have had my kids at home uh, at, at the weekends. We do sweets on S days. So yeah. Saturday and Sunday is when they go, okay, it's Saturday. You know what it is? I say, man, I just, I'm not going to make anything guys. You can, if you want to make something, go, go for it. Often somebody will finally will go, I just, whatever. I, they don't want to make it. Now, if it was sitting there, a bowl of M&Ms, they would do it, but because they have to make it, they have to get out a mix, a brownie, you know, whatever brownies made, you know, flour and cocoa and sugar. It does have sugar, but think of a hundred years ago, Mars and Mr. Mars and whoever made the first M&M. Think of a hundred years ago, you've been in Holland and Belgium. Did you ever go to a chocolatier? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that used to be, it was the nectar of the gods, right? Only Kings got this stuff, but we optimized Mm -hmm. and, and now we have Hershey's Mm -hmm. and now we have it jumps in your mouth. And so this trillion dollar system has made it. It's brilliant that the child of, of 1900 got a small chocolate bar once a year for Christmas. And it was amazing. Yeah. And now it's considered a normal after-school snack. Yeah. Every day, all the time. The, and I want to, I want to say that the immorality of that, is is not any one person's single fault. It's that we can't blame the economy. We can't blame. I, yeah, I'm disappointed at commerce for exploiting our appetites and helping you know 
easily well, feed us this junk and the government subsidies that actually make it a lot possible too. You, I am upset about that. Well, but hang on. Let's if you if you strip that down and go backwards to Mr. Hershey. Mm-hmm. You think he was exploitive? No. He just wanted to give the kid a bar of chocolate at yeah. a decent cost. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's moral. But somewhere in our, we're all immoral people to some degree. And so then it, 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 this will be a good place to end because it is the crux of the issue. It's, it's not immoral to have that little piece of chocolate. We're not even hinting uh-huh. that at all. But there's something, and that's what we're saying is be aware of why you do what you do. And then there is a, all of us have a better way to engage with chocolate, to upgrade the appetite, to shift towards what we said at the beginning, a hedonistic idea that actually creates goodness. You know, I want to thrive on more kindness. Like, like the one scripture that says outdo one another in showing honor. Mm-hmm. Well, does that mean to curse the other guy out to say, well, you know, I'm going to, I'll mm-hmm. shove you into the ground by honoring you. Oh, no, there's the, it's a play on words and the idea of out. If we all outdid ourselves in trying to select the best possible kind of nutrition, that's and what's best for the earth. Yeah, and I, I just we can't even hardly that's, contemplate that's right. that. And that's exactly what I was thinking again about why do we not treat ourselves like the star athlete. I mean, there's a, on my run through town here, there's a, a little pen where they keep these two swayback horses. I doubt they're, they're just feeding them whatever the heck they'll, they'll eat over in Lexington, Kentucky with the $5 million thoroughbred horse. What is it eating? It's eating the perfect. Why do we do that to ourselves? Same thing. We talk about cars, mild cars suburban, are. put whatever in it, that yeah. it will it chug along at two miles an hour and go zero to 60 and never, I don't think it'll yeah. be hit 60 at this point, but man, if you got a, Porsche or Ferrari, we're going to give it the primo or a you know race car primo. So why don't we do that with ourselves? So to look at the food is, and this is healthy. This is the building blocks of my day. This is how I'm going to perform is what I put in there. And so again, to put back there, I know it sounds all altruistic, but if we just, if you're forced to make your food, all you've got at home is the natural foods that are going to rot that are gonna spoil, that you've gotta to put together. And if you want sugar, fine, but you gotta go over there and mix the ingredients and bake it That's and right. wait for don't it. Don't buy the prepackaged, preprocessed stuff. Yeah, even yeah. the mixes, don't even get the mixes. Go no. buy the raw. Make your own brownies. Most people don't want, even know yeah. what the raw ingredients no. for brownies <laughs> are. You got flour and Homemade brownies sugar. from brownie mix. Yeah, you just <laughs> dump it in, add an egg, uh, whatever. Even that though is a step up. Yeah. Even that is a step up than the uh, you buy the thing with the brownies already made cookies are already yeah. in the package. The, the ice cream's already in the thing. If you have to make it, it's so significant. Yeah. I hope you found some perspective today that one gives you some peace about food and your eating habits. And two, you feel hope for gaining more control over your food and your eating in your life. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 